Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 21 of the Business Handmade Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Kevin. And we just finished speaking to Sonia of Nine Birds. Yes, so Sonia Maisel is the owner, operator, director, maker, woman in charge, everything except photographer (laughs) of Nine Birds Studio. And um, what I think, totally not why we talked to her, but part of what we discussed was how you have to kind of acknowledge when something's not your forte and recognize that there are resources available to you and it's okay to outsource. And in a lot of ways, that just makes you a more well-rounded business owner And it kind of sets you up for stronger growth when you can recognize that certain things need to be outsourced. So Sonia, um, she makes an incredible product. Like her jewelry is so beautiful. And we have so many makers that we work with. But anytime we mention her name, like she has certain pieces that I just, they're so stuck in my brain Mm -hmm. that I can just picture them right away. And so without question, I don't ever have to go back and be like, wait, what does her jewelry look like? It just really stands out to me. Um, but that kind of ties into what we were talking about with her. We talked about imposter syndrome. Um, do you want to define imposter syndrome? Yeah, I mean, I had to look it up personally because uh, Sonia sent us a story and she referenced imposter syndrome. Um, and I've never heard of that before, even though I was a psych minor. Um, <laughs> but it's the idea... I helped you study for psych. I know. I guess I failed miserably. <laughs> it's the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck, um, not because of your talent or qualifications. Um you just think that you're a fraud. You don't think that your uh, products are great, you know, as art. Maybe they're just great as, you know, for the time being. Yeah. Um, So it's a story of her kind of thinking about that and then kind of coming to terms with it. So, yeah. So basically Sonia has um, an artist that she and her mother both love. They, she just idolizes his work. She has a couple of his pieces, Um, and he just like lives and breathes art with everything he does, where he lives, how he lives, his product, things like that. So Sonia was talking about him and how she just loves his product and how she was just telling her mom that, um, well, don't say the whole story. I'm not, I'm not that she just didn't think that spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler alert. I'm not getting into the whole story of what happened. (laughs) She was just basically saying, like, she feels like she just makes jewelry, not art. So that's part of, like, imposter syndrome. And, you know, I'm sure tons of people in this industry feel that, right? Oh, yeah. When you look at someone else's creation and you kind of feel like, what am I doing here? They're so much better than me. And it's so easy to do that, you know, to look at what someone else is doing. The one takeaway that I took away from it is to <laughs> the not... The takeaway that I took away. The one takeaway uh, <laughs> was not to doubt your accomplishments. Your accomplishments are um, real and they're for a reason. And you should pat yourself on the back when you achieve something and not say, you know, I just got that because I'm lucky or I just got that for X, Y, and Z. I mean, you accomplish something because you actually put in the work and you, yeah. you did a good job. So make sure that you say congratulations to yourself. Pat yourself on the back. I think we're all our own worst critics, right? We're but you should be so, cheerleading for yourself. You should, you should, because this is not an easy business to be in and it sounds like fluffy. Like people are probably thinking, oh, that's cute, but it's not, it's really hard to be able to express the ideas that are in your head and, and get the product right mm-hmm. to be able to you're literally running every aspect of the business yourself. You know, you're you're coming up with like 
okay, well, I have to consider, even if you hire someone to manage that for you, you have to be thinking and, and sort of have a hand in finances, in representation of your product, in how you're advertising and selling it. And, and so that's kind of like why we do what we do, because we try to be that extra hand to help people, to help, with to help them, to like help them pick things up. But, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, that's part of being a, the business owner. But really the reason you got into it is likely because you're just really passionate about making things. I mean, how many of us have been there and been like me, I'm like itching to, you know, make something and I don't know what it is, but I got to make something. And I think that's probably why a lot of people end up getting started with this, but then there's the whole unfun side of it too. Yeah, it turns into a business and all of a sudden you're thinking about branding and social media and finances and all those business type uh, activities that maybe you just want to focus on your art or your craft. Yeah, and it's kind of daunting. So pat yourself on the back that you're able to do all of that. And, you know, if you're getting accepted into shows and things that are application-based or if you walk into one of these shows, and whether it's ours or someone else's, and you look around and you're just – awestruck by the people that are there that is is your number one sign that like you're doing it right if you've made it and you're with these really great people like you're that you consider really great you're like next level so you know celebrate every baby step along the way every milestone along the way because oh this is actually advice that was given to me by an intuitive this is real advice this is real advice that was given to me by an intuitive um she told me that I, this is really personal actually. She told me that I'm so caught up in like the big picture of what I want things to be that I don't celebrate those little milestones, but I'm going to end up looking back and saying like, I missed out on celebrating all of that. Like it's all just going to have not passed me by, but I guess this goes with imposter syndrome and like feeling as though it could go away or that it's not, you know, it's not something that I've rightfully earned. Right. I think that's why I like to post as many things as possible on stories and on our um, media tab on our website, because it is just a little celebration, a little like, look at what we did or look at where we've gone. Um, <laughs> even though, even like the bullshit. You're like, why do we have to post that? And I'm like, because you did a good job. That's why. But it, it, so it's funny you though. You wrote something or you did an interview or you did something and that's like a reason to clap about yes. it. Yes. And there are so many of those that are like, oh wow, that's really awesome. Like I've always, I talk about um, Don and Pete of Breaker and I like put them on a pedestal because years ago when we first heard of them, I just thought they were like, and I still think they're way cooler than me. Like why? Well, I don't that's know. a given. I don't know why they talk to, uh, talk to me because I'm like the nerdy kid in their class. But anyway, um... I just always like had them on this pedestal and I was like, oh, you know, they're just so amazing and so cool. Now I lost my train of thought of what I was talking about. Bartering? No, (laughs) no. Oh, the awards, the awards. So like things like that, like being in Breaker and being, you know, writing an article for Breaker and and being interviewed by people like those things are really cool to me. But then I, I have to chuckle because maybe like two years ago we got some like award it was one of those things where, like, you're awarded this thing. Now give us $200 so we can send you the, the plaque. And Kevin was, like, so excited about it. And he put it on our website. I was like, that's not real. I just wanted the photo <laughs> of our award. That's all you need. Uh, we did not we buy were, the award. We did not buy the award. But somebody somewhere 
wrote our name on something. So they had to find us some way. And I think that that's a win. We've also earned things that are equivalent to that and are legit. But that one was just funny to me. Okay. I'm not putting you down. I'm still proud of it. (laughs) So anywho, thanks for listening to our podcast. And listen to more from Sonia and imposter syndrome. And her experiences uh, with craft shows. Wait, I have one more thing to say. And then you can sign us out. And then I'll sign us out. With regard to having that sense of pride for yourself and accepting that you are an amazing person, Sonia launched a new collection that totally celebrates that. Yeah. And so you'll, if when you listen to the episode, you'll hear it all tie in about how we need to just acknowledge that we are freaking amazing. And every little thing that we do is all leading up to just big picture stuff that maybe it doesn't make sense in the moment. It's all building blocks for you, expanding your business, and just creating this beautiful life for yourself. And so this collection that Sonia has released, she talks a little bit about the the motive behind it and the meaning behind it. It'll all make sense to you. But I'm huge about connecting and this whole thing is about connecting with other people and connecting with, you know, bigger picture things. So connect your heart away. Yeah. Awesome. Enjoy this episode with Sonia. Hi, Sonia. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's so nice to hear from you. It's been so long. It's been a little while. I know. I miss you guys and also all people. (laughs) Right. (laughs) As do we. So tell us about yourself and your business. Oh, uh, so my name's Sonia Maisel. Um, I own Nine Birds Studio, which is an artisan jewelry company. Um, I've had it for, I think, seven or eight years at this point. And um, it's just me. I do everything myself. I make all the jewelry, the designs, all the marketing, all the accounting, you know, pretty, <laughs> whatever you can think of, I handle it. <laughs> and you do a fantastic job. Everything looks so beautiful and well put together. That is the one. I actually don't do the photography. I will say that. Who do you, do you have a photographer that does it for you? Yes. Her name is Taylor Jade. She lives in Arizona and she is a magical goddess that makes all of my jewelry look so amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I recommend her to anybody. So do, what, yeah. do you, I guess you mail everything to her to take pictures of and then she sends it back? Yeah, or um, occasionally, if she really loves a piece, I'll just let her keep it. How cool is that? That's awesome. That's a good gig. See, so it just kind of goes to show that, you know, there are so many resources out there, and it doesn't necessarily have to be one that's super close to you. You can make it work. And I'm a big proponent of, like, you know, it's okay to outsource a few things if you're just really not getting it. Like, I know there's so many tutorials and tips online, like, how to take better photos. And I'm just like, I don't have the time. So it's, it's nice to have someone do one thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think part of, like, being a well-rounded business owner is accepting that you're not going to be amazing at everything. And to right. definitely be able to use those other resources that are available and, and kind of focus on what you are really great at, which obviously for you is creating your jewelry. (laughs) I mean, you're really good at setting up your booth. It looks beautiful and just maintaining the presence. And I'm, I don't know anything about your accounting, but I'm imagining that's also handled really well. (laughs) You know, it's okay. (laughs) It's all right. Kevin is my numbers guy. I don't do that. (laughs) Well, time is valuable. So you should be focusing on doing what you do well. 
Yeah, I will. Right, absolutely. I'll talk to people all day, every day, but I'm just not the I'm not the numbers person. Yeah, and that's okay. Sometimes you have to admit this is not my skill set, and it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, and I think it works better the sooner you can kind of like realize that and then come up with a plan. The easier it'll be for you to kind of grow your business, or at least kind of keep like on a trajectory of growth. Not, I'm not saying like yeah, tomorrow absolutely. you're going to sell the company or anything like that, but like <laughs> keeping on a trajectory of growth, just knowing like what is beyond you and what are the things that you should focus on. Absolutely. You're not alone on an island. Exactly. You have stuff available to you. Exactly. And that's totally not why we're talking <laughs> today, but hey, it was helpful. Right. So. Yeah. You sent us a very cool story that we wanted to talk to you about. Um, and I'm sure that there's more details than you shared with us already, but it has to do with imposter syndrome and your experience, uh, kind of working through that and especially at in-person markets. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me personally, imposter syndrome has kind of been something that's followed me like my whole life through, you know, I wasn't always a jeweler. There's other things I've done. And it's basically this feeling that no matter how well you're doing and how many successes that you've had, it's just like you're a fraud and like somehow you don't deserve your success. Somehow this is all wrong. And it's like, it's purely psychological, but it can be really damaging, especially when you're in a business where you're you know, you have to really go for it and try and grow all the time. Maybe you feel like you're just getting lucky or that you're not worth Exactly. Yeah. Like I've just stumbled into Yeah, this. or like that it's short lived and then it could disappear at any minute. Exactly. Yeah. We're pros. Not, yeah, not a fun thing. <laughs> We're pros. Do we also I Googled have, it. Do we also have imposter syndrome where you just looked it up? <laughs> Maybe a little of both. Yeah. So um I thought that was really interesting. So many, it's relatable. so many facets of that story are interesting. So to be at a show and I know that you don't do like, you don't do just any show. Like you're doing pretty big league stuff where I, yeah, I try to go for pretty fine mm-hmm. art, yeah. you know, things, which mean you're surrounded by crazy talented people. And you know, that only compounds it. It really just makes it even worse. Right, right. You know, of God forbid you just pause and think, oh wait, I'm here too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I could I could see that. But definitely the that in itself means that you are in the big league. <laughs> yeah. It's a little yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. So tell us the story then that you sent to me. Yeah, so um, this was a few years ago, and um, it was at one of my December shows, which are, I'm sure you know, they're a little more intense. It's a lot, you know, bigger mm-hmm. crowds, very busy, and uh, my mom happened to be visiting from Portugal, and she wanted to come along just to kind of maximize our time together. And while I was setting up, we were talking about um, one of our mutual favorite artists. His name is Ricky Boscarino, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work, but he lives, um, his home is called Luna Park. And he doesn't just live in his house. His house is an art project in itself. His whole home is a sculpture. And he's so talented in like every form of art I can think of, like ceramics, tile work, uh, stained glass, painting. Um, But what I really love of his is his jewelry. He makes um, these just beautiful, meticulous pieces. Uh, You know, he does a lot of like insects with like articulating legs and wings. They're just like there I'm just awed by his work and I have a few pieces of his and I treasure every single one of them they're just so gorgeous to me and so you know so we're talking about him and um, I told her you know I'm generally happy with 
my designs and like how my business has been going and how my sales have been. But like, I'm really just like making jewelry, you know, that's it. And what Ricky is making is art, you know, we're just not in the same league at all. And uh, so that was just the conversation we had. And then uh, the second day of the show, uh, things were a little calmer. And one of the other vendors from another part of the show stopped by to check out my booth. And she was also a jeweler, which gets me so hype. I love meeting other jewelers. I'm always like, you know, what materials do you work in? Like, let me see pictures. I want to know all about your process. And she was like a little overwhelmed by all the questions. (laughs) And um, she was just like, hey, man, you know, like, my stuff is nice and all, but it is nothing like yours, like what I'm seeing here. You know, I make jewelry, but you make art. And (laughs) I was I was speechless. I could not believe what she just said to me, I was like, you know, this is crazy. I don't make art. Like, I'm not Ricky Boscarino. Yeah, that's um, crazy. It was, just, it was such an amazing compliment. You know, obvi- you know, obviously she didn't know the context, but just in ways she didn't even know about, it really struck me. It flipped it right around. And I just, yeah, I, I couldn't stop thanking her. I think I scared her a little. She was like, oh, my gosh, like, calm down. Did you tell her, <laughs> like, so... the, the context to fill that in at all? I didn't know. I didn't. I should have. Um but she was very sweet. She was very sweet. So that was that was a big moment for me, for sure. That's awesome. That that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I imagine. So I you know, I can't remember if it was our last podcast episode or a couple of episodes ago when I was talking about how um, it might have been the last one. Talking about like it doesn't matter if you work in the same art form as someone else that you'd be selling yourself short if you thought that your product was exactly the same as someone else's because there is that whole artistic element that oh absolutely. you know I mean that's why we're doing what we're doing right you know that everyone has their own artistic take on whatever the medium is so um, I, yeah I imagine it's so really easy. cool. It's so easy to not you not be jealous, but be just like, you know, oh, I'm never I'm not on this person's level. I'm never going to be on this person's level. And I think um, her comment, it just really gave me a lot to reflect on. Like, you know, I think it's good to kind of keep in mind the progress you've made and, you know, the accomplishments you've done. And, you know, I think while a lot of people, you know, struggle with doubting their own accomplishments or feeling inadequate, um, you know, I guess it's something you just have to work through because, you know, you could be a Ricky Boscarino to someone else, even though you think he's, you know, untouchable in his talent. So that story definitely has stuck with you. But have you seen yourself thinking about your business, or your products a little bit differently after that? Has it framed Uh, things differently for you? It has, for sure. Um, I definitely try to have a lot of self-reflection, especially just in a business standpoint, like, you know, how can I improve? How can I get better? And I think a big part of that is, you know, be a little nicer to yourself, like, you know, be proud of what you're doing. Um, so that I think that has helped a lot, for sure. Thinking about, like, I don't want to let this this person down. <laughs> you have at least one super fan. <laughs> That's right. Oh, gosh, he was so sweet. But even that, I think everything is a building block upon previous iterations Mm -hmm. you know I sometimes like silly things like our our logo and our branding when we started we started our business and didn't know that it would go anywhere you know it was kind of just like this oh you're totally you're just out in the middle of the ocean like just kind of guessing yeah Yeah. yourself like what what makes sense what's gonna work right exactly and sometimes you're so close to it that you can't really separate yourself enough to see like whether something is you or not you. And, you know, Absolutely. I knew what we wanted yeah. our business to be, but like, how do you, how do you put that on paper? How do you capture, put every element of what it is that you love about a business that you're doing it and make it represent you, 
you. And, and then factor in that, you know, Kevin spends so much of his time with market space too, that it was just like, how do we represent the two of us in this? And, mm-hmm. and then you start to get like, for a while, I, you know, as much as I loved the logo that we had designed initially, it was the, the very first one was one that like we made, but then we ended up having one made and I loved it. But then over time, as we started to evolve, it felt like it wasn't us anymore. And then that's when we, when we right. did our rebranding kind of recently. And now I do feel like it does represent us, but who knows how long that'll be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I and change my okay. mind you're, all the time. Growing. Yeah, as you're and you guys to- really, because I remember going to some of your first events, and you guys really have just come so far. Like, I'm just, I'm so impressed with you two and what you've built. I think it's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you're you. so sweet. I think it's, it's so much like, just about the community that we love. And I think now that even the way we've worded things like on our site and everything just feels more like us, but it's, it's mm-hmm. all, you know, it's all building blocks on figuring out what works and what doesn't work for you and like oh yeah yeah yeah, this is in line with what I always right this feels right yeah exactly so even you know even if you're creating something that in your mind doesn't feel as artsy as you'd want it to it doesn't really reflect a certain style or or whatever I think it's still part of your journey yeah it's part of that vehicle of getting there And that's another reason why I really love craft shows so much. Like not only am I meeting, you know, other fabulous, you know, artists, but also it's just like immediate feedback on like literally everything, every aspect of your business. It's like totally invaluable. Yeah. It's so funny too, because some people like it, it can go, it can go either way. Like some people really just don't have there's no filter but it, in a good way because if someone oh, loves I love it. something yeah. it's like oh my god that's amazing I have to do more of that but if someone doesn't like something you're like okay noted all right we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pivot <laughs> my friend once I was at a show and this woman uh picked up a bracelet she was looking at and I was like oh would you like to try it on and she was like no I hate the clasp on it and she like put it down and left and I was like that was harsh but like genuinely helpful like maybe I should change the clasp I don't know. at least it was like just the clasp and she wasn't like no this is right. <laughs> this is terrible no, I love that instant feedback from everybody even if it's just like you know the look on their face when they look at something oh that's got to be very awesome. helpful she didn't even give you three strikes and you're out it was just one strike and boom she's I out. thought it was great though because when you live in that bubble of your friends and family like they yeah. tell me you know everything is amazing all your designs are perfect and I'm like okay that's definitely not true you, know? <laughs> you have to say that <laughs> it's also true I'm thinking about like when you're talking to other vendors at shows and they have like a similar context about being a small business being a maker you know Absolutely. working and and that experience so hearing feedback from them specifically I think is very helpful because they're coming at it from the, a similar perspective Right. And when you try and look up those kinds of communities and information online, it's just like too much. Mm-hmm. There's like if you ever Google like, you know, tips for going to the craft show, it's just like genuinely not that helpful. Yeah. You really just have to go. You have to talk to people. I feel like it would be it would be like something on Pinterest as if you were looking up a recipe. This is right. a pet peeve of mine where like <laughs> if I'm looking up a recipe I don't want to hear about like your farm and your three dogs oh and like, like what you did all crap. day. I just want to know. That's a, the genre though. I just want to know the recipe. So now there's a <laughs> jump to recipe button, which I think is fantastic. So like when you're, you know, you can just click the jump to recipe yeah. button <laughs> and get the actual tips for the craft show and not read through like all of the stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure it all comes from a really good place, but some of it is you can't put into words unless you've experienced it. 
Exactly, exactly. What has been a crazy thing that's happened to you at a craft show? Like something that you were just totally unprepared for? Um, Crazy thing. I get a lot of people making really crazy comments, which I like genuinely enjoy. I think if I meet someone who's really weird or funny, it totally makes my day. But my favorite (laughs) was when I learned that I had to get an inventory system because um, I tend to just not do things until like something happens and I'm like, oh, shoot, like I really need to get this together. And so I was at a show in South Orange and um, I was packing up. It was the end of the day. And I just kind of felt like I didn't have the amount of rings I should, but like I just didn't keep inventory. So I was like, well, whatever, like it's probably fine. And then two weeks later, um, I got an email from this woman who had bought something for me. And I guess her toddler had like just swiped like a oh my god table and like stuffed him in his pocket and she like found them in the dryer that day when she did his laundry oh my gosh so upset it was really funny and then I immediately made a really uh nice inventory system (laughs) wow (laughs) that's amazing that she contacted you because she definitely could have not done that (laughs) for sure no she felt so awful and she happened to she bought like a necklace or something so she had my business card but she was very sweet I appreciated the honesty yeah it's hard with kids you know some people go as far as putting signs in their booth like please you know watch your kids don't let them touch anything but but sometimes you know we've also talked to like Mike Bender of State Plate Signs and he said that sometimes having that eye level display for kids is what brings the parents because the kid will be looking at something and they start touching and playing with stuff and then it, the parents like come over and then the parents end up looking at the stuff that's more at their eye level which is like a higher price point so you know I, I guess and you really away. like you never know who's gonna buy stuff like once I was at a show in Ringwood and this little girl comes up to me and she's like it's and she I don't know she was like six and she's like it's my mom's birthday and I need to get some stuff for her and I was like okay so she picks out like three pieces and I was like you know do you want them gift I was taking it very seriously I was like would you like them gift wrapped and she was like yes of course so I wrapped them up and I was like okay like would you like to pay with cash or card and she just leaves she like runs away and I was like all right whatever that's probably what I should have expected (laughs) and she comes back and she gives me $5. And I was like, okay, well, it's, it's more than $5. I, I think it was like, uh, you know, like 57 or something. I was like, oh, it's actually 57. So she leaves again. And I wish I was there for the other side of this conversation because she's clearly going to an adult and demanding <laughs> money. And so was just giving. So I guess she goes back to an adult and demands $57. And she comes back and she throws the money at me and she yells, here's your $11 million and grabs the bag and leaves. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Did she end up giving you $57? Yeah, she did. It was exact change. I was like, all right, great. <laughs> but to her, it was like the most money in the world. Yeah, she was like, this is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of ice cream you're asking for, it Sonia. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. So, you know, I always take kids seriously because you just never know. Yeah. Someone might buy yeah. something. I mean, well, for my kids, they either... My kids are funny because, like they'll get they have their like allowance around holidays and stuff they can go shopping for people but Mm -hmm. but they because they're so kind of immersed in this whole like craft culture they get it they know that that stuff is more expensive than if they went to target so they kind of like don't hold back like (laughs) sometimes I have to be like hey guys (laughs) like you don't have to spend all of your Christmas budget right now But they go and they're like, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they want, they, they just, they know that it's going to be a lot. I mean, sometimes it'll turn out where they'll buy like 
like a $50 thing for one person and everyone else is getting like a $2 gift. <laughs> but <laughs> but they yeah. find something really great. Yeah, they usually find really good stuff. Oh, I love that they value handmade items. That's good. I'm glad they, you taught them young. That's yeah. They I do. wonder where they figured that out. From. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the um, something that's really funny that we kind of chuckle about, they, in their rooms, they each have a resin alcohol ink coaster um, oh. that was made by one of our makers. And it was one of these things where they they just had to have it. Like, we, we were like, but it's a coaster. Like, you don't have a set. It's just one. Oh, they just wanted the one. They just each one. wanted one. So and, and so they have it on their their nightstands and but they use it every day and now we're like well well no one needs one now so <laughs> so now we're like we're gonna have to just message local supernova and tell them we need another we need to order another coaster because that to was be like fair i think i've been next to that booth before and those resin things are so cool right so they are like, really I cool see, i see why they went for it i think resin is really cool in general like we were talking to um um, oh my gosh, um, Sonia Latore last week and her, she does some resin work and her stuff is really mm-hmm. cool. And then today we were watching Lisa Brown and it's pouring mm-hmm. art. She, her stuff is really cool too, but she was doing like a bar she top. Was, yeah. She was pouring a countertop. She does a lot of like kind of ocean-y themed stuff, right? She does. Yeah. And some of the stuff that she does too, I've seen her do like, I don't even know how to explain it, but she puts like crystals in the resin. So she'll do like a skull with like crystals in it so it really catches the light it's not just that like liquid look in the sunlight then it also has that almost geode look to it she does have one that's a geode but she also has one that's like a skull that has that which is pretty cool isn't that like i love going to these shows because i'll see things where i like never even considered it would exist and i'm like yeah. it's so cool like how did you think of that <laughs> yeah it's amazing you know i i feel like sometimes i get that block where i can't think of like what you know like i i'll get like this itch to like create something but i won't oh, be yeah. able I'm to put you. my finger on it you know and then you go and you see other people do really cool stuff it's inspiring especially i love um just kind of seeing people that i've made friends with succeed and like try better and better shows it like makes me want to do more and try new things it's like we all kind of hype each other up I yeah think. have you ever collaborated with another artist or even like on an idea level for some of your pieces it no No. um I would love to though I just know so many talented jewelers and I know I know it's like I hate to bring it back to this but like I really do sometimes feel like you know they're so amazing I could never collaborate or ask them to do so but like I'm sure they would not be opposed at all (laughs) no but I get the intimidation I think even from a business standpoint I went to a seminar once that was like just dm people like slide into their dms oh for sure tell them you like what they're doing and you want to collaborate regardless of what the business is like it could literally be somebody else that is a craft show promoter just tell them you like how they do something and ask them questions and to me that seems like such a foreign concept like people would absolutely tell me no but i've never tried so you don't really know until you try i guess and if you think about it like I, you know, I've never gotten a message and been like unhappy about it. I'm always really excited to, you know, discuss how I do things and give people advice. Like, you know, so you kind of figure it probably goes the same way. If you message someone, they'll be just as flattered and excited to talk to you too. Yeah, that would be awesome. Or even um, with like bartering. So we work with Dawn and Pete of um, Swing Graphics and Breaker Zine. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, what was it, two years ago, maybe? Mm-hmm. Dawn said something like, about like advertising with regard to us placing our ads for our events she was like oh you could barter 
And I was like, what? Like, it just never occurred to me that I could talk to some media outlet and barter where they'd give me an ad in whatever print or digital and I'd give them a sign or a poster or something. Right. You're like, I, I'm your equal. Like, we can just trade. And then, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. That would... <laughs> yeah. But that's actually, <laughs> that's like, that's come so far because for some of the advertising that we do for like Winter Village, for example, um, with some of the local businesses in town, it does come down to like a barter system. And, and mm-hmm. we've just come to this point where, you know, you just learn so much. It's like really cool. Yeah. Mutually just helping people out and bringing people up and they do the same for you. Yeah. It's a big collaboration here. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. We have such a great, and I don't, I don't know that it's everywhere that has such a great community because I made friends with an artist who's out in Texas and I was just talking about, you know, how amazing all the artists here in New Jersey, everyone's so friendly and so willing to help and just like, you know, lift each other up, like you were saying. And she was like, oh, that is not how craft shows are here. Like, really? really like, yeah. She's like, it's really competitive. Everyone's really mean. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. New Jersey. <laughs> it's like borderline pageantry or something yeah, like, like cutthroat. Like, here forever. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you get your inspiration from? Um, I mean, it kind of varies. Lately, I'm trying to do kind of specific collections. Um, and lately, I've been trying to pull a lot from kind of nature and how we're connected to it, how, mm-hmm. you know, everything's kind of a cycle. Um, I just did a new collection called Heavenly Bodies that kind of, it's kind of like, um, you know, an examination of like the the celestial interconnectedness of everything, you know, because you know, we're made of the same elements. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, we're in space and, you know, you know, millions of years pass and all that stuff. So I love that. I've been talking to people about like spiritual growth and stuff recently. So I feel like some of the things that I've read and have been talking to other people about it, it's like one of those things where it just makes sense, but it's, it's something you kind of overlook. And then when you frame it like that, you say, but we're all the same thing. Then it's like, Oh, wow, that's really cool. So the fact that you're designing jewelry around that is just amazing. You're speaking our language. And I try, you know, sometimes it's hard to remember that you are part of this grander design. Like, for example, we're all in quarantine. Like, sometimes you're just laying around (laughs) in sweatpants, like eating Cheetos. Like, you don't really feel like a celestial (laughs) goddess, you know, but like, but you still are. That's all I'm saying. When you're like, I'm not sure if I'm wearing deodorant, but. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, you're still a heavenly body. It's fine. (laughs) Well, I mean, if we look back to like art history and like how people, people were portrayed in paintings then and how everyone was like bigger in stature and everything. And that was fine. And they were like, just curvaceous and you know (laughs) yeah it goes along with you know like heavenly bodies were totally represented differently and everyone was seen as so beautiful when they were like bigger and and now it's like that's fine if I'm laying on the couch eating Cheetos like maybe I just belong in like you are still reconstituted chemicals (laughs) from across the galaxy it doesn't matter if you're wearing sweatpants eating Cheetos (laughs) just born in the wrong time it's fine yeah (laughs) so what are you doing this is kind of a, a curveball question you're but... asking her what she's doing right now no what what, <laughs> what are you doing now that you aren't doing shows because i looked at your website and it said everything's postponed for now is there anything you're doing differently now that kind of we're in quarantine uh well the tough part is and i know i mentioned this to you before um we were about to move right before you know everything just kind of got crazy so right. i actually packed up my entire studio in the anticipation for that oh. um, 
So right now, uh, I'm not doing a lot because we don't really know when the move date will be, unfortunately. Um, but I have most of my shows this year have been canceled. Um, a few have been rescheduled to later in the year, but you really you don't know what's going to happen. Right. There. Yeah. So at this point, I'm just trying to, you know, design new collections. Uh, all of my supply lines are a lot slowed down. So getting materials is a little tougher. So I'm just trying to like reexamine my online presence, all that kind of stuff that doesn't actually have to do with making jewelry, which is of course the least fun thing <laughs> to be doing at all. Yeah, but. it's it's not fun, but it's equally important and it is essential. Yeah. yeah. I, we've had a lot of self-reflection too. Like I was talking to you about the branding and everything and having that mm. represent us, but also just like getting a better handle on posting with regularity and oh my god it's like so I have I do nothing apps. all day and I still can't post I'm like what <laughs> I'm trapped in my house I still can't post every day what's wrong with me <laughs> I get like a little bit obsessive like we have this smurl and so it tracks like our Facebook likes and you know I mean with any business you're gonna get like two likes and then one unlike or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. whatever. It, it just happens people decide they don't want to follow you anymore they forgot they were following you or whatever I mean it honestly they could honestly, decide they they don't like us. I mean, whatever it is, you know, right. but I get obsessive about it. And then I'm like, oh my God, why, why is it because I posted too much today? Did I post like one, one extra thing or they didn't like that story? What was it? And we'll so I never said, know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, never we'll know. never know. We'll never know. But it's all part of, you know, just analyzing how you do things and trying to figure out like, am I doing enough? Should I be doing more? And I have to be better about using the apps that I have because I tell everybody else to use the apps. And I oh, it's amazing tools. Like there, it's crazy how much technology is out there to facilitate this stuff. And I still can't manage to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say though, you know, even though all the shows are canceled and you know, sometimes I have trouble with social media, like the support I've had from my clients has been really amazing. Like I have never had this many online sales before. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, I do a show uh, up in New Paltz that, you know, they've never canceled in their like 32 or 33 years of doing the show. And they really kind of promoted everybody and encouraged people to purchase online. And there was a lot from that, too. It's just been like I do feel very supported, even though I'm like technically, you know, totally cut off from everyone else. Yeah. 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 Was that the one, um, the Quail Hollow one? Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. Oh, I love that show. I can't describe how much I love those organizers. They're so professional. They're so wonderful. Everything, like every decision they make, I'm just like, yes, that's perfect. Why oh, can't that's every awesome. show do it like that? That's the one you went to, right? Yeah. When did a, you go? Uh, you thought I was totally nuts. I took Noah. I was like, I'm going to yeah, just, just go yourself. up there. Can yeah. And then I saw you there. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you <laughs> was like, like at no, least an hour away. Hours. Yeah. I was like, how did you find me? I think it was like, probably like. I don't remember. It was like an hour and a half away. Yeah, that was like the far. most bizarre day because I just like on a whim was like, well, I want to go. I want to go support some of our friends that are up I there. I think we started seeing people posting that they were go- they were there. And, and it we was had like, no plans. And it we was like, like five people, six people, seven people. And you were like, I have to go now. Yeah. And we like <laughs> never have no weekend plans. But we had no plans. And well, it might have been like right before we were moving or I can't remember what it was. But I went and the- and then... Yeah, you came back saying it was great. It was fantastic. But then I also like drove another hour to my friend's house to go visit oh, her yeah. and go to a birthday party. 
it was like a weird day, but it was like so fulfilling. It was really awesome. Oh, it like totally made my day though when you just oh, like popped sweet. it in my booth. I was like, Oh my god. It's really it's so <laughs> fun, especially, you know, seeing other vendors you know at other shows. Yeah. Um, I think I did I can't remember which one I did, but uh my boyfriend like came along just to kind of help out. And I knew like half the people at the show. And he was like, how do you know all these people? I'm like, I guess I've, I've done so many shows now. I'm just starting to see them. And it's you so fun like to a... kind of catch up and say hello and make some friends, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like it almost becomes like a family because you're just so used to seeing these people. Sometimes it, it works out. It's like serendipitous that you're across from the, the same person mm-hmm. that you were at the last show or or whatever and you know it, we end up becoming this like traveling circus this like caravan yeah, and of it's people it's always so exciting to see them because like I was saying like New Jersey just has such a great community of artists it's never like you see someone and you're like oh not that guy it's always like oh my gosh <laughs> you're here I love you this is great you know? <laughs> and what's cool about New Jersey too on the scale of like sizes of states we're pretty small so you end up seeing people from all over the state and then you also see people from like new york and pennsylvania too or you know i mean we've had people come from as far as colorado or maine for some of our shows and that's always been really exciting and it's just like you don't know what their connection is to new jersey but it's awesome to have them somewhere to have them be there and, yeah. and to meet new people. And that's kind of one of the really cool things we like about the online directory that we started because we're getting people from other states and we're expanding. We're like running campaigns in their states too, like ad campaigns in their states. Oh, I love that. So, But it's cool because we're like meeting people that we never would have met otherwise. And they're we're just like, yeah, welcome aboard. Like, this is awesome. They're joining this community with us. And- yeah, we have a lot of makers that have connections out of state and we can finally do something to support them and connect with them. That's more than just an in-person event where they'd have to drive over to us, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so nice awesome. broadening that, that network that we have. Yeah, so it's really cool. And like, no matter where you're from, we're all kind of here to lift each other up and help each other out. And like you were saying before, you know, with the jewelry, like, yes, I'll meet tons of other jewelers, but no one is ever going to have the exact same style. So there's no reason to kind of be competitive. It's always like, why not just kind of help each other succeed? Yeah, that's awesome. You're amazing. I love everything that you do. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You have to plug your uh, your handles. Where can we find you online? Oh, gosh. Um, I think on Instagram, it's at nine underscore burns. Does that sound right? I'm not sure. <laughs> Hold on. We'll it's either an underscore or a dash. Uh, it's pro- I think it's underscore. And then um, also just my website, uh, nine-burns.com. There's the dash. Hang on. He's checking. Yes. <laughs> it's underscore. Nine, but you have How to spell it out. N-I-N-E underscore birds. Yes, that's right. And it's a sweet little <laughs> sketch of a bird. That's right. It's the one thing I've ever drawn. I was like, I you drew that? And really? I never, yeah, I'm never drawing again. <laughs> I love it. It's so cute Thank with the little you. legs. It's cute. It's it's like intentional. It's it's minimalist. I love it. Thank you. So everybody go on to nine underscore birds on Instagram and like the heavenly bodies post. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> thanks, Sonia. It was so great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great to catch up with you guys a little bit. Yeah, talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Business Handmade. You can find us, Market Space Vendor Events, on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at Market Space Vendor Events, or you can find us at marketspacevendorevents.com.